Dog Nation Podcast, Episode 10. This is episode number 10 of the Dog Nation Podcast. This is the Georgia-Florida post-game show. We're coming to you just like we do every week, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. We appreciate you listening to the show. We appreciate all your support. Um, guys, it was a tough day yesterday. Old Dog, what have you got to say? Well, you know, it, it's tough, and I tell you, we're, we're breaking brand new ground on the show. This is the first one we've ever had to do after a long you got that and, right, uh, buddy. I hope we don't have to do another one of these for years and years to come. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, one thing, and, and they, after the game was over, uh, you know, when that initial initial sadness wears off, because, you know, we sure could have beaten them, uh, you just got to remember, uh, you know, what our expectations were at the beginning of the season. And, and quite frankly, deep down in my heart, I really don't think this changes anything as far as our outlook for the season. Uh, you know, we still can play for the SEC title. It's totally in our hands. All we've got to do is win two more SEC games. We're in the championship game, take care of business there, and we're playing in the Sugar Bowl. And as much as we would have liked to have thought that it could happen and, you know, prayed that it would, I really don't think with the teams that are ahead of us in the BCF Bowl, we would have ever made it to that number two slot so we would have had an opportunity to bitch and moan if we were undefeated that we didn't get a chance to play for the national championship but either way we still got the same scenario if we went out we're playing the west champ in atlanta and if we win there we're moving right on in and i don't see any reason we can't do that well absolutely i mean I'll tell you, I'm as disappointed and as heartbroken as anybody out there right now. And I know a lot of dog fans are really pissed off and upset that we lost that game yesterday. I don't think uh, I don't want to take anything away from the team. I mean, you know, it was it was just a loss. I mean, you know, we missed a lot of opportunities. We had some drop balls. We had some missed field goals. I know there are some people out there in the dog nation right now that are. You know, they're mad about the play calling. They're mad about the third and ten there with Tereshinsky on the draw. But, um, like you said, ultimately when you go back to what our expectations for this season were, when you truly examine what you think we were going to do with Green and Pollock being out, with Shockley being our starter, when you truly examine what Dogs fans thought were going to be our prospects for this season, and the fact that even now, even with this loss, we still are in the driver's seat for an SEC championship and we're going to have to settle for an SEC championship, I don't think we've got any reason to hang our head. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad and pissed off and I think we could have won and I think we could have made some decisions differently, but I am not going to get on my soapbox and pound on Coach Rick and I'm certainly not going to take anything away from Joe T3. I thought Tereshinsky played a great game yesterday. I mean, you know, he, you know, he's not – he wasn't masterful in his first start, but he was more than adequate. I think he played with the heart of a champion. I don't think he made any mistakes that cost us the game. And, you know, generally I was happy with just about everybody's effort yesterday. 
Well, you know, me too. And one thing that we need to look at, I think the, I think Florida having an off week uh, really helped them because from what I could tell, they put in an entirely new offense. I mean, what we saw Florida running against us, we had not seen them run against any opponent they've done with this all year. And it took us a little while to adjust to that. And, and again, my hat goes off to the defense. And, uh, the coaching staff there. I mean, Florida scored two touchdowns the first two times they had the ball and never scored again. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that was some, some great, great uh, adjustments, you know, adjusted to what they were doing. Sure. And, you know, again, we had we had some opportunities. Uh, you know, two field goals go through those uprights and we win. Absolutely. But, you know, we got to put that behind us and uh, deal with the task at hand. We're, we're definitely going to need Kotu going forward. You know, I, I hope he's able to recover his head and his confidence after that. You know, I know he's blaming himself, and I know he's hanging his head, but we do still have a lot of football left to play this season, and we're definitely going to need that kid. Um, otherwise, I think special teams, and like you said, special teams came up big. I think the defense came up big. Florida got off the bus in a damn hurry yesterday, but after, you know, the first seven minutes of the first quarter, we pretty much we we pretty much had him where we wanted, which is what I expected out of our defense against Chris Leak and Urban Cryer. But um, the missed opportunities, fourteen to ten is your final score. You know, it's just a loss. Any way you cut it, it's just a loss. It's sad and it's it sucks, but you know, we've got that's, to get past it in this week off. That's the way it is, and you know, it's awfully hard to go through any SEC schedule uh, undefeated. Absolutely. And if you do, you ought to be playing for a national championship. You're damn right. You know, I think they, you know, I, I'll still to my dying day say Auburn was robbed last year. Sure. But, um, you know, we just need to focus on the task at hand. We're still in the driver's seat. Uh, that loss has changed nothing as far as, uh, you know, what we can do in the SEC. And, uh, and really what we can do on the national the scene. Year, that we had a chance to walk out of Atlanta with an SEC championship ring on our finger. I would have uh, taken that in a heartbeat. Yeah, and think back, think back to 2002, the last time we won the SEC. Also, we lost to Florida that year as well. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of parallels between this and our last championship season. And I mean, of course, I, you know, I heard, I talked to some people today, and they said I, had, I heard some fans today tell me that they would honestly rather go eight and three and beat Florida than go eleven and one and lose to Florida. And I, to me. I just find that to be very short. I mean, I hate Florida. God almighty, I hate Florida. But come on. In the bigger picture of the things, what we're trying to accomplish in recruiting and on the national scale, you know, I mean, nobody – Florida's the biggest game. It's the single biggest game of the season, but it's still just a game in the season. And That's right. And, and I tell you, I think what sticks in our craw, you know, is the fact that here for the last – decade and a half, it pretty much has seemed like Florida's had our number. And, you know, good or bad, we roll into Jacksonville and don't ever seem to come out with a win. And, uh, you know, that, uh, there's an old saying, you know, what goes around comes around. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've got a little age on probably a lot of our listeners. I can remember going down there in the 70s and 80s uh, when it was totally reversed. That's and why they call you the old dog. I remember after a big dog win, I was just a young pup then, and a 
I think I had just gotten out of Georgia about two years before that. We were walking by, and there was some guy in a big Florida cowboy hat, and he was just lamenting. He said, I don't understand why we can't beat those guys. And I voiced up, and I said, because we own you. Exactly. And, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I think that's the way the Florida fans feel about us now. I know. And I think we're feeling like that Florida fan did. But it will turn around. Oh, I know. I mean, it will turn around. I mean, because you look at the series record. I mean, you know, the series record speaks for itself. Even even in light of the past 15 years, the series record still speaks for itself. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we seem to be in a world that, that just lives for the moment now. I, you know, you got to go back to, you know, when we dominated Florida. And, uh, you know, it'll come around again. But it, but it is frustrating when you seem like you're just beating your head up against a wall. But... Again, we got to put that behind us as fans. The team's got to put that behind them. I'm glad we've got an off week, even though probably the team would love to get back out on the field Saturday and, and beat somebody. This will give us a real chance to get healthy, uh, you know, maybe put in a different game plan or maybe, you know, put in some new things, you know, for Auburn because, you know, this is kind of a weird series. I know. It always seems like the visitor has the advantage. Or I know. The, uh, in the home team on the home team's field. Exactly, and, it's you know, a visitor it's series. Back and forth like that for the last little bit, where we're winning at Auburn and Auburn wins in Sanford Stadium, and we need to we need to stop that this year. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, the poll came out today, and um, we're number ten in the coaches' poll. We're number eleven in the AP. Um, you know, they got some teams ranked ahead of us that I believe are going to shake out. I still think we've got a chance to finish really strong in both the national polls. We've got a chance to play in Atlanta, you know, three games in a row with the Georgia Tech game, the championship game, and still with the Sugar Bowl. We've still got an excellent chance of making BCS money in the bowl. And, um, you know, like I said early on, we're just going to have to settle for being SEC champions, you know. Yeah, and that's certainly something I would have taken at the beginning of the year. Damn right. Well, listen, old dog, listen, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to come back and break down a little bit of the game and uh, – start taking and look around the SEC a little bit and look forward to what's going on next week and talk about our schedule. And we got to talk about this smooth thing. The smooth pick of the week continues to amaze. The only winners in the Bulldog Nation yesterday were the people who took the smooth pick of the week because the dogs were a winner with the points if you got the five. So smooth continues to be undefeated on the Dog Nation podcast. I know he's happy about that and everybody who's listening to him is happy. But um, listen, let's take a quick break. Remember, guys, you can call us right here in Athens on our phone line, audio comment line at 706-534-9957, or you can email us at dognationpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be right back. And and I tell you, after the break, (laughs) I've got something I need to vent about a little bit that may get that phone ringing and those emails flowing. Okay, man. We'll hear it right after the break. Okay, dog fans, a little Jerry Butler there for you. Only the strong survive. 
Back to the podcast, guys. All right, let's get down to talking a little bit about the game. We opened up with, um, you know, we had the two scores. Hell, we had two scores by Florida. It was 14 to nothing before I even got my first drink mixed. And uh, after that, you know, we kind of settled down. Tereshinsky got into a rhythm. Uh, we had the big Milner drop, which I know that really upset a lot of people early on. The Martrez Milner drop. Um, old dog, what do you think about the uh, the couple, of, the few drops we had by McClendon and Milner? You got any explanation for that, or, or you know, what are your thoughts on those drops? Well, you know, I, you never know. Uh, you know, it was a new. You know, new quarterback, ball's probably coming in a little bit differently. I don't know. I mean, they were certainly all catchable passes. And, uh, you know, I think they took a little wind out of our sails, and I think it took a little time to recover from them. Yeah, this, uh, I heard some you know, those three that, drop passes. You know, other than that, you're going to have drop passes in the game. But, boy, in a game like that, you really don't need to be dropping them. Every one of the drops would have been a first down, you know. and. Yeah, or more. Yeah, at least a first down on the minimum. And um, those served. Those really, you know, had a, a, a high degree of impact. Plus, you know, we continue with the saga of the hot and cold Leonard Pope. You know, when he's catching the ball, he looks great, and then he just doesn't seem to get a lot of balls. You know, I've got my ear to the ground in Athens to try to figure out what the curse is on Leonard Pope, but I have not come up with anything yet. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is on that because I tell you what, if I had a guy that was a foot taller than everybody else, I'd be throwing the ball to him every chance I got. I would run his ass to death. I'm telling, you, I would yeah. throw it to him till he couldn't catch it. You know. Um, on the bright side, uh, I think Flowers and Ware, uh, even Craig Lumpkin a little bit. Those guys ran hard. They ran real good. I think the offensive line was blocking great. I think uh, Tereshinsky had good protection. Let's talk a little bit about the Tereshinsky score. Old dog. Well, you know, I, I love that play. And, and even getting back to the running game a little bit, one thing that I didn't understand is we were running great when we were running the ball in between the tackles. Right. And, you know, just, just running it straight at them. And we weren't doing real good when we were trying to go wide. And why we kept trying to go wide, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe they saw something that, that we didn't hear. But... Uh, you know, if you go back and look at the game, you know, most of our yards came on straight-ahead plays. Oh, yeah, right uh, between the tackles. Know, but I did, I did love the trickeration play there with a little, uh, little halfback throwback to the quarterback. Holy crap. I couldn't, have been any, I couldn't have been more proud. I mean, and that one play just redeemed a lot of the game. Even though we lost, I couldn't have been more proud of a kid than I was of Tereshinsky when he scored on that play. He, I mean, he he falls down, he gets up, he gets interfered with, he catches the ball and jams it down the throat of two Florida guys to stick it in the end zone. What do you think Joe, too, was thinking on the sidelines? Oh, man, he, he had to have been, you know, his chest had to have popped up twice his regular size. I'm telling you. I mean, you know, have a son do that, it's got to be a great feeling for him. Oh, man, I loved it. That was so great. Um, I was not happy with the trickeration on the uh, fake punt on Florida's side. Boy, that really caught us off guard, didn't it? Hell of a call, though. Hell, Hell of a, a good call. call. Very guy. timely, <laughs> to say the least. But you know what? Ultimately, we stopped their ass. Ultimately, it didn't help them a bit, you know? No, they, they didn't score a point off of that. So, you know, it just uh, just took a little time off the clock that, uh, 
you know, I don't think would have had a great bearing on the game anyway. Because, you know, again, I mean, we had our chances. We just didn't, we just didn't take them. In the second half, you know, the defense really got hot in the second half, and I really got optimistic. I thought, I mean, I'm, and I'm telling you, I know I'm a fan, but even on the third, up to the third and 11, which was the big controversial call, the Tereshinsky draw, up to the third and 11, I didn't have any doubt in my mind that we were going to win the game. I really didn't. I thought we, I thought we had them. I mean, we, when we, when, when Martinez ordered the blitz there in the second half, and we stuffed Leak, and the way we were moving the ball, even with the co two misses, I really had no doubt in my mind we were going to win the game. Well, I tell you, I, I agree with you. And, and having been, having been in that stadium in '80 and '81, uh, you know, I always think we can beat them until that final gun goes off, and it just wasn't our day. Speaking of which, always being optimistic and always thinking the dogs are going to win, which I always do. I never get down on the dogs. I know you've got a little uh, something you got to get off your chest, man. I think now's a well, good time well, to get I it do, into and it. I tell you, it's, it's almost sacrilegious, but uh, you know, as you know, this is the the first time in quite a long time I haven't been able to make the trip down there to Jacksonville and had some work that I had to do, and I ended up, uh, you know, taping the game, watching most of it, uh, you know, on tape and listening to it on the radio. Uh, and I tell you what, the Larry Munson that is announcing the game now is not the Larry Munson that I grew up loving. He is the most pessimistic thing that I've ever heard in my life. Uh, you know, when Florida scored, they were going to run us out of the Gator Bowl or the Altel Stadium. Anytime they're going to review a play, it's going to go against us. Every penalty that happens is going to be against us, and it's going to be devastating. I, I don't know what's happened to the guy. I mean, this was the same guy that, you know, was begging back in, in 80 for the dogs to hunker down one more time, uh, you know, called the Lindsay stop run, called for property to be destroyed in St. Simon's Island. And, you know, now he's just, I don't know. He, I, it, he's, he, he really actually made me mad listening to him. I wanted to tell him just to shut up. I hear you. Know, you can't say something good about the team that you don't need to be saying anything at all. I know that's tough. I know Larry Munson's a legend, but, uh, you know, and I love his him. time has come. I love and him, and I don't... heard it from probably one of the biggest Larry Munson fans there. I've, you know, I, I've got his CDs. I've got Larry Munson's greatest songs. I know. We listen to him before the games, as you well know. I love but, Larry uh, Munson, but I, I have to agree with rough. you. I have to agree with you. He, you know, like you said, I think the, the biggest thing you just said there is the thing. This guy is the guy who invented, you know, bulldog optimism. I mean, the the hunker down one more time, dogs. He expected the dogs to get it done, and now Munson seems to expect the dogs to fail. It. I don't think he wishes the dogs to fail, and I don't think he wants us to lose. But I just don't think. He just doesn't believe with the same fervor that he used to, and it comes across in the show. And, you know, I don't want to step out of line here, but I know two guys that have a little, uh, you know, they got a little thing going here with the Bulldogs, and I know two guys that are willing to step up and uh, take to lead the charge into the 21st century. Do you know two guys that could do the job? I, I know guys that are doing a podcast right now that would love to be the Georgia announcer. That would love to take the mic for the big time, don't you? I hear you, man. 
maybe we can start a letter writing campaign, you know, with uh, with our multitude of listeners. You know, maybe we can storm the stadium. Let us, or let us call the red and black spring game just to see how we do. I, I hear you. I, I tell you what, I think we should get Claude Felton on the line as a guest next time and uh, pin him down on um, on the future of of Bulldog Broadcasting. Because I think it's right here. There's nobody more cutting edge than the podcast, baby. I mean, we're we're not we're not doing anything like this whole the dinosaur broadcast over actual airwaves. Come on, that's so uh, you know 1920s. That's right. And uh, you know, first thing we need to do is eliminate Lawrence Smith. Oh, I know. <laughs> Lawrence Lawrence Smith. Didn't he die seven years? ago? I think he died. What was it? Nine? No, 2001. He died. I'm not sure. I bet. I believe he did on a hunting trip to Canada that he loves to talk about during the middle of the game. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. Don't get me started on the hunting trip to Canada. Well, you know what? It was but a anyway, tough game. I just, I just had to vent a little bit on that. And, you know, for years and years, I would, I would if on the away games, I'd have them on TV and have Munson playing on the radio. And then I, I quit doing that and happened to listen to him on Saturday brought back why five, six years ago I stopped listening to him on the radio when I was watching the game on TV. Because mm. I, I, you you hit it on the head. He just expects bad things to happen and it comes through. Right. And that's probably because he went through the Ray Golf Gym Donning years just like all the rest of us did. He, he's scarred. He's scarred for life after the Ray Golf era. Um. Well, you know what? I'm telling you, just to recap, man. It was a tough loss. I mean, it was a tough loss. Couple field goals, couple catches. I think it was a sound game plan. I don't fault Mark Rick. I don't fault his play calling. It was a sound plan. The plan would have worked if everything had been executed. I'm not calling for Rick's head or anything like that. He's still one of the greatest coaches in Georgia football history. And I'm best winning percentage of any coach we've ever had. We're gonna look back on this. I mean, we are in right now. We're in the golden era of Georgia Bulldog football. We're gonna look back on this twenty years from now, thirty, forty years from now, and go, damn, I remember back in the day when Coach Rick was coaching and we wouldn't have had this problem. You know, we are in the golden era of Georgia Bulldog football right now. And it was a tough loss, but it doesn't change anything about the rest of our season. That's that's exactly right, because we still have, other than other than a, a minute chance of playing for a national championship, we still have the exact same goals and the exact same ability to do what we need to do before we played the game as now we do after. You got it. If we went out and beat Auburn in Kentucky, the loss to Florida will have no effect on our being in the SEC championship game. Or, or ultimately, except for what we're going to do in the final polls, because we took a little hit there, um, it's not going to change what we could have done or what we were ever going to accomplish in this season. Now, No, and with, and with the folks ahead of us, if we went out, uh, win the SEC championship and win the Sugar Bowl, we'll be back up four or five, just like we're supposed to be anyway. It's going to shake because out all just like it's supposed ahead to. ahead of us have big games coming up, and they've got big bowl games, and they're going to be playing each other too, and they're going to have a loss. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, you've got Miami, Virginia Tech, and Florida State ahead of us right now. They've all got to play, and they've still got to play games in the regular season, and they well, got to play got, an ACC championship. Miami, Virginia Tech playing on Saturday. You're right. 
Well, I tell you what, old dog, we'll get back together on Thursday. We're going to do two bye week shows. We'll do a pre-weekend bye week show, and we're going to do an SEC wrap-up show at the end of the weekend, which is coming out on Saturday night, dog fans. So make sure you check your uh, check your pod feeder uh, for a new show next Saturday for Thursday night and for Saturday night. We're going to wrap up. Smooth will have his pick of the week Thursday night. We'll have a wrap-up show Saturday night. Well, I know we'll be getting a lot of hits uh, from Vegas there on thir- on Friday morning, then hey, picking he- up that smooth pick of the week. Damn right, man. Steve Wynn himself calls in and sets the odds at the sports book based on the smooth pick of the week. So nobody does anything in Vegas before smooth gets on the air. Um, as always, dog fans, give us a call, 706-534-9954. You can email us at the dognationpodcast at gmail.com. It was a tough loss, dog fans, but don't hang your head. We're just going to have to settle for an SEC championship, and in a damn textbook rebuilding year, an SEC championship just ain't that bad. Old dog, you got any closing thoughts? That's going to do it for me. Just remember, only the strong survive. Only the strong survive. Go dogs. <laughs>